Austin Gallagher was a third-round draft pick of the Los Angeles Dodgers in 2007 out of high school. He joined the Windy City Thunderbolts at the start of the 2015 season, or near the start of the 2015 season anyway. Sponsored on independent ball the last couple of years, but he's certainly found a home here in Windy City. And uh, we thank you for joining me, Glenn Austin Gallagher. Thank you for being here, Austin. Thank you for having me, Terry. So I, I, always, I always start things off unintentionally just seems to work out this way by asking people about their name so you go by your middle name Austin why is that yeah um, well actually my my father's name is Glenn and uh, it just thought it would be easier when people are calling the house that I go by my middle name and I've just been going by Austin my, my whole life that works for you then yeah okay <laughs> All right, Austin. Well, we'll talk about uh, your career through baseball and how you got into baseball in the first place. Obviously, you've had a lot of success in your career. You've put up some big numbers at some pretty high levels, and you've been one of the best hitters in the Frontier League this year. But uh, let's go back to the start when you were a kid. Uh, how did you first get into baseball growing up in Pennsylvania? Oh, honestly, I was <laughs> – well, my dad played professionally for the Blue Jays, uh, Toronto Blue Jays, for a couple years. He was a pitcher, and, uh, you know, he – you know, once he found out that he was having a boy, honestly, I had a I had a glove and a ball in my hand at <laughs> day one. Honestly, like I had a I had like a little glove, and with a Velcro ball, my dad would actually play catch with me since day one that I was born. And uh, you know, ever since that moment, uh, even right out of the womb, um, I remember my first slide. Like when I was a kid growing up, I had a slide, and I'd always slide down the slide, and I'd get up and I'd say touchdown. So I was I was born growing up with sports and. You know, hitting a baseball and, and, and just being around, you know, like I said, baseball, basketball, football, all that stuff. It was just, you know, my passion and, and what I enjoyed doing. We see a lot of legacy in the Frontier League uh, and, and any, any minor league, anywhere you go professionally. There's always players on some teams that have family members that have played professional baseball. Like you said, your father played uh, professional baseball. You were gro growing up into a lot of different sports. Was there ever any extra pressure on you to pursue baseball as opposed to something else? Honestly, there wasn't at all. I just, I, I personally, with baseball, baseball was the sport that I enjoyed practicing the most. And it, the way that I look at it is, in order to have passion for a sport, you know, you, you got to be committed not only just playing it, but if you can be committed um, off the field, practice time, you know, putting your work in. And that's when I really started to enjoy the game and, and uh, knew that's what I wanted to do. Um, football, like I said, I, I love playing football, but, you know, practices were definitely not as, as fun as, as game nights were. And, you know, same thing with basketball. Like, I, I enjoyed basketball, but I just I, I didn't feel the love for it. It was always fun to me. And, and, but uh, baseball was one of those things that I enjoyed practicing. I love competing. And, uh, you know, it's especially when you know you tend to have a little bit more talent and, and have the confidence and success that makes you like like playing the sport a little bit better too well i mean you've got that body 265 210 it seems like and you've got athleticism as well it seems like you really could have uh, done whatever you chose growing up um in high school did you look into baseball specifically or at that point when you were between the ages of 14 and 18 were you focused at that point on baseball um honestly you know, growing up, it was always my dream. It was always my goal. Um, you know, I wanted to make it to the major leagues. I wanted to play professional baseball. Um, you know, kind of following my dad's shoes and everything to that extent. But I'd have to say um, it was probably up until my junior year. Um, the start of my junior year was when I really, you know, once I started traveling and seeing all the competition around the world. Like when I was a kid and, you know, growing up 12, 13, 14, you, you know, you kind of you shine and you kind of stand out and you have the confidence you think it's just going to happen. But the real wake up call for me was, you know, when I was a junior in high school and got to travel around, I was like, wow, you know, there's some really talented guys out here. 
And, uh, you know, it was kind of a wake-up call for me to say that, yeah, I may be the best in Pennsylvania, but if I want to be, you know, the best player I can be, I got I to gotta put that little extra time in. So um, when, I, when I first started to do that, that's when I just set my mind. I was like, you know, baseball, I'm going to give that a full go and, you know, have just loved. And like I said, the work ethic and the practice, you know, I love that just as much as the game. So um, once you find that passion and that you're able to be committed to that your, uh, you know, your whole day, that's, that's when it becomes fun. Well, let's go back to your youth a little bit. You talked about your father being a professional baseball player, and he played during the 80s. You were born in 1988, so and that was towards the end of the decade. Your father was in and out of baseball before that time. Uh, what was it like growing up for you then? Was there travel at that point where your parents settled into a certain location? Uh, yeah, we've been we've been in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, which is where I was born. We've been there my my whole life. Um, actually, my dad he had started he started coaching at the high school that Manheim Township High School, which is where he went to high school. I went to high school. Uh, his brother is my brother. Um, he started coaching there, and then he took his uh, you know he took his coaching career um, collegiately to Division Three Franklin and Marshall College. Um, and their first year, he ended up taking them. Uh, into the postseason and into the World Series. And um, the very next year, he was offered a job, Division II, Millersville University. Um, and he was there for, like, the following 10 years. So for me, that's that's kind of how I became into, the, like, the passion and the love of the game is that at an early age, I was surrounded by um, – you know my dad's teams and the colleges and just being able to be around baseball especially at a higher level that's that's and and just picking those guys brains seeing what they do their work ethic how to you know the knowledge of the game everything I just feel like that helped me at such a young age um, just turn into the player that I am today just because I had the feel like I knew the rules like <laughs> I knew things that kids didn't know at that age uh, you know growing up and it was it was definitely a blessing for me because I got to see work ethic from guys that were you know in their 20 years old at the age of you know 10 11 12 when I was really starting to understand the game and uh, you know for me that's that's basically what I did in my life now obviously we traveled and stuff like we went to spring training had some good trips down to Florida but you know basically stayed around Pennsylvania and was bat boy and and stayed around his college team basically the whole whole time now Lancaster is that uh, in is that closer to, I'm, I'm not familiar with my Pennsylvania geography closer to Philadelphia or Pittsburgh uh, Philadelphia yeah it's like right in between it's it's southeastern Pennsylvania or I guess it's considered south central but it's kind of right in between Philadelphia and Harrisburg was there a particular team that you rooted for growing up? Was it because of where you lived or, or where your father um, played? Well, you know, it, it's, it's kind of changed over the years. Uh, it, it's, it's funny. Like, right now I have season tickets to the Eagles, but I wasn't able to go to an Eagles game until I was 21 just because all the fights and everything. But as far as for baseball, um, I kind of I developed into, you know, like a Phillies fan. But growing up, for me, it's not that, you know, I was never a diehard fan at an early age. I always liked watching players and teams. So I'm not a Yankees fan, but growing up, I, the Yankees were always in the World Series. So they had Derek Jeter, all these guys, and it's just like that was the team to watch. I mean, I'd go to go to Orioles games and watch Cal Ripken and all those guys play. But, uh, you know, at, at that age, there wasn't a specific team. But we would definitely go to the, the, the vet, um, which was the old, old Philadelphia Phillies stadium, and then uh, Camden Yards. So those were kind of the two teams, the Orioles and the Phillies, and, and kind of back and forth from that. 
So now you're growing up as a baseball player. You get to high school. You're obviously extremely talented. You get drafted in the third round out of high school, and we'll get to the draft in a moment. But uh, let's just go back to your last couple of years in high school. Where were your sights set at that point? Were you looking to play college ball, or, or did you think you were going to be a high draft pick and you were set to, to sign and play pro right out of high school? Um, <laughs> honestly, at, at that age, it was it was just it was different. Um, from from like I said, my junior year on up, it was just. The whole col or uh, you know the whole college and then the professional process, it's it's honestly month to month and and that's the thing is that you know growing up like I said it was always my dream uh, you know to play professional baseball but at the same time if um, you know if, if my opportunity and the situation with the, the round and the money and everything wasn't right then yeah I wanted to go to college but I mean I knew in the back of my head ultimately like my goal was like. Yeah, I was set on that. I was set on playing professional baseball. Um, college, uh, you know, I, like I said, I always wanted to go to college, and it's kind of funny. The school I ended up committing to was the uh, the rival to the school that my dad had went to school. He went to Clemson University and played football and baseball, and I signed to go to the University of South Carolina. So it was, uh, you know, it was, it was kind of funny that it worked out that way. But uh, you know, it would have been a good experience either either decision I would have made. Well, take us through draft day. Uh, first of all, your mindset going in, where you thought you might get selected, if any teams uh, were interested in you that you knew about in advance, and then uh, when you got that call and found out that you were a third-round pick of the Los Angeles yeah. Dodgers. Um, well, <laughs> luckily, about a week before, I had a really good. I had a I had a pre-draft workout with them in LA, and uh, you know, I was I was I was pretty excited about that workout. Was did really well, and uh, actually, yeah, that day there were I had a couple calls from. I, uh, the Yankees, the Indians, the Dodgers, and a couple others. They had just texted me, just said, "Hey, you know, be around, be ready for you know the day one of this draft." Um, and kind of as as things were flying by, um, you know, you watch the first round on TV, and then all of a sudden everything's on the computer immediately right after that. After that, the first 30 picks, everything else is on the computer, and they just you know. So <laughs> uh, I had watched the whole first round on TV. And, uh, you know, I was sitting in front of the computer and that was just, it was just way too stressful. So actually, funny thing was after, you know, after the whole compensation round was, uh, you know, everybody was all selected. I ended up going out and I was just like shooting baskets. <laughs> I had to blow some steam off. I got away for a little bit and, you know, as I'm just, I'm shooting hoops, um, you know, I got a call from Los Angeles Dodgers and they just said, all right, we're going to pick you here. Third round, here's the money, yes or no, just like that. And I was like, what <laughs> it kind of all sprung up a little you know real fast but uh you know it was uh it, it was a great experience and you know it's definitely one of the most unforgettable days of my life that's for sure just with you know just all the the anxiety the stress and then the relief and the you know the excitement and joy everything in that day it was just you know definitely one uh unforgettable moment in my life yeah and i know that's got to be difficult for for anybody in that situation people forget all the time the 18 year old high school kid and you're in this stressful position where you know you're going to get drafted, you don't know where it's going to be, and then you get the call and it's immediately, all right, what do I do now? But I'm yeah. sure getting selected in the third round helps make your decision. Um, let's talk about when you started your pro career, and obviously there are a lot of changes that occur when you start playing pro ball, especially when you're coming right out of high school. But uh, one of the, the things that always strikes me is there's usually a cultural difference. For you, you're in Pennsylvania. You end up going out west. You played for a few years in the California League, but you started in the Pioneer League, which is out mm -hmm. west as well. So what was that like to you adjusting, first of all, off the baseball field, just to a new location like that? Yeah, well, that was, actually, that was, 
definitely that was definitely one of the craziest experiences I had in my whole. I mean, I had never been west of the Mississippi when I up until I was eighteen. Like I, every every time I traveled, it was most everything was just on the East Coast. So I hadn't I hadn't experienced any culture like that. Um, so to go out there, uh, fly out there, and uh, you know. I, I had no idea like dry climate either, so I, I never forget. I'd fly out there first day. Um, I get out there, it was like 115 degrees or something like that. So I'm going out for my first workout, and you know I'm running around, taking batting practice, taking ground balls, all that stuff. Day one, trying to impress people, and I look down, and I was like, I don't even have my clothes aren't even wet. <laughs> like I was like, what? What the heck happened? Like what's going on? It was just so so dry out there that it just absorbed everything from me and i had never experienced anything like that and you know the next the next morning i wake up and the middle of my lip is just cracked right down the middle i was like oh my goodness where am i right now um that and then you know also the culture too so at the that league it was mostly all college league so um not not mostly all college league but that is more of a like college draft first year guys so for me coming out of high school um, they had told me like I was originally supposed to play in the Gulf Coast League and then somebody got hurt They needed me to play there. So they sent me there um, the, the thing about the the, the Northwest uh, Like where I was in the Pioneer League was in my town at least all the all the restaurants and everything were closed at like 9 10 o'clock and you know I was going back to the college kids is that you know they were 21 so they could go into bars and get food but i had there was like one mexican place that had like 24-hour drive-through and then there was a walmart that was 24 7 so those were the two places that i could go to when i was 18 my first year that's that's about it and then uh you know just everything with uh you know the whole mormon community and the mountains and everything out there it was just uh you know looking back at it now i just wish that i could go back at a time you know that i've kind of experienced the world and and know the community and everything like that because it was just such a beautiful beautiful area and great experience but you know when i was 18 i was just totally overwhelmed and you know had never seen anything like that before well, let's talk about on the field a little bit now. You're coming out of high school, 18 years old. Uh, like you said, it's, it's a young league. It's a rookie-level league, but it's a lot of college guys playing in the Pioneer League. So what was that adjustment like to you on the field? Um, well, for me, on the field, that the biggest part was my whole life, I had always, you know, succeeded, um, especially in high school. Like, my last year and, se like, my senior year, I think I hit, like, 587 or just some had some crazy numbers and to be kind of thrown into the fire with a lot of the older guys um i just immediately put my put myself in that that situation of you know i'm gonna figure this out like i'm gonna figure out how to succeed and uh you know like you said it was kind of like they you know they just threw me into the fire and you know i i felt like i responded uh you know i felt like i responded pretty well but at the same time it's it's one of those things that you go in there and you know you understand that you're developing and everything but at the same time as a player you want to succeed so playing every day um being with that competition everything like that it is it's it's a different it's a different level um just because i had never experienced that you know high, i'd only played high school baseball and played in some showcase tournaments so i had no idea how <laughs> what my body was going to feel like especially after playing you know one week in a row so uh you know, it was it was definitely a great experience, and uh, you know, it was definitely it was definitely interesting to start you know that way. And uh, I definitely say the biggest adjustment was obviously you know playing every day, but uh, 
not succeeding as much and learning how to deal with your failure and, um, you know, stay positive about every day that you have. Well, I've got your numbers from your minor leagues in, in front of me right now. I just want to point out a few things. You talked about hitting about 587 in high school, and then you go to Ogden the first year, you hit 284 with a 346 on base percentage. And people talk all the time in baseball about how you could be successful and fail 7 out of 10 times. It's a funny game in that way. When you're a superstar in high school, guys have some pretty crazy numbers. You don't fail that often. <laughs> so hitting 284 probably was a little bit of a shock to you. It was, it's a very successful season to most people looking on, but 300 points lower to what you did earlier that spring. So that's, that's kind of a funny way to think about it. But you, did, you progressed fairly quickly. The next year you were in the California League, which is high A. So I mean, you're a little bit older at this point, a little bit more experienced, but you're still, I would say, a lot younger than the people in the California League. What was that like for you, uh, making that adjustment to playing baseball in, uh, in California? Well... <laughs> Honestly, it was it was quite funny because when I got I got called up there, um, the manager sat me down and uh, he basically told me, "Look, you're coming in. You're gonna fill in for this guy that's hurt. You know, you'll probably be here a week and a half, two weeks, and then I don't know where you'll be after that." He's like, "You can do well, and then you know maybe you get a spot, or you can you know go out there, tear it up, and then they still send you back down. You know, whatever happens, you know you're just have the mindset of going out there." Don't put any pressure on and just play your game. Um, and, uh, you know, my, my first couple games being out there, it was, you know, I, I tried to really, you know, impress people. And I, I played a little bit too much out of my out of my comfort zone. And uh, I played a little – I went to go get the game instead of let the game come to me. And then, uh, you know, after I had that conversation with my manager, it was just basically like, well, no matter what I do now, like <laughs> – don't look at it as I'm going to stay or I'm going to go. And it just kind of took the pressure off. And from then on, I, you know, went on a tear and, uh, you know, put together a pretty successful year. But I, I think that was when I, I had really kind of started to understand what it was like, that it's not about, you know, necessarily the hits or, you know, your numbers in particular. It's about the process. And then also, you know, just being able to go up there and, you know, regardless of whether you struck out or you haven't had a hit for, you know, your previous three or four at-bats, that you can go out there and, uh, you know, push all that aside and, and, and try to try to compete and try to try to go out there and, and be as successful and, and as uh, level-minded as you can. Well, we're going to zoom ahead just a little bit in that uh, we've been going kind of blow-by-blow year-by-year here in your Dodgers career. You ended up spending six seasons in the Dodgers organization. You spent several years at Inland Empire in the California League, which we talked about. Uh, some of your best memories in the California League and the Midwest League, wherever you played, you had your ups and downs, of course, uh, but uh, you were a highly regarded prospect and you had some really good seasons out there. How did you feel overall about your time in uh, in the Los Angeles system? Uh, I, I felt like... You know, I, I felt like I put together some pretty good seasons. Um, you know, it, it's funny, though, as, as you get older and, you know, you start to develop, it's like, man, I wish I would have done this when I was younger. You know, everybody everybody says that, this and that. But, you know, I, I felt like I put together some pretty good years. I mean, I, I would have liked to have had, a you know, a couple more, bigger home run seasons. But for me, I think that that's just the thing that you, you gain um, – you know, you gain from experience and, and just playing the game and, and being around it is that, you know, I, I had put so much pressure into myself at a young age to to produce because, like you said, I was always the younger guy and I was always with older guys. And instead of, you know, concentrating and just trying to be the player that I am, I was always putting pressure on to get hits and all this and that. So for me, you know, if, if there's anything I look back on, I say, you know, I wish I had a couple more you know, more successful home run seasons, but um, the way that my career had went, 
with them. Uh, you know, I, I felt like it was it was pretty successful, and I had some a lot of good memories and a lot of good years. You ended up playing through 2012 in the Dodgers organization. You get released after that, and what's next for you? I mean, we, we know, of course, what happens next, but what's what, what are you thinking at that point in your career when you let, get let go by the Dodgers? What, what was next on the radar for you? Yeah, I mean, honestly, that, that process, it was <laughs> that was one of the most hectic times uh, of my career just due to, uh, you know, not knowing what's going to happen. I obviously wanted to play. Um, I, had, I had a couple, uh, actually had a couple Frontier Leagues contact me at that point when they found out about the release. And then, uh, you know, just kind of weighing out my options, seeing what's going to happen. And luckily, the, uh, the Phillies in 2013 ended up signing me. Um, so they gave me an opportunity to come out and play for them, which was, you know, it was a relief at that point in my life. You ended up playing uh, in 2013 and 2014. You actually were around several different independent leagues. When, when did independent baseball become the the goal for you not not necessarily the goal but knowing that that was your best option and uh i mean a lot of guys are faced with the decision when it's only independent teams calling all right what do i do now do i want to play independent baseball or do i want to move on to something else or, or do i want to wait to get a call from an affiliated team what were you thinking and, and when you ended up in independent baseball um you know it goes this go it goes back to maturity again like my whole goal um i i felt like each, each and every year I had been improving and, and kind of learning new stuff about my body, about stuff I have to do to, you know, succeed and, and what I need to do to go to the next level. And, you know, I'm not going to lie, the first thing that, you know, was on my agenda um, and my mindset when I got to independent ball was tear it up so that you can get picked up. I mean, that's, that, was, that was my mindset. But now, you know, as I've kind of aged playing independent ball, um, the biggest thing that you know I, I look forward to is you know you're playing the game you're getting paid to play the game that you love and it's take all the extracurricular stuff out focus not on you know week or, or month by month but day by day and uh, just enjoy and live for live for the moment live day to day at bat to at bat and I just feel like Looking past all the extracurricular stuff, if you can enjoy playing baseball and you can enjoy every bat that you can, I mean, I you can turn that into your big leagues. I mean, for me, it doesn't necessarily matter. Like, if I'm in independent ball or if I'm in high A or low A or triple A, like, it's not necessarily the major leagues. So it's still minor league baseball. So that's the way I look at it is that, you know, get your, you know, try to get consistent bats and, you know, have fun playing the game that you love take us through the last couple of years you moved around several different teams you spent some time in the American Association you were close to home when you were in the Atlantic League uh, was there any specific situation you thought was best for you over the last couple of years um honestly the Atlantic League was uh that was definitely one of the most challenging leagues I had been in um not just the competition but uh you know just just the whole the whole environment of it i mean there were a lot of ex-major league guys and uh you know a lot of really good talent in that league um and you know that was get just getting consistent at bats and, and that's the one thing that i'm you know i'm kind of blessed of what i'm being here and, and and playing for these guys here is that uh you know I'm, i was able to you know have the opportunity to go out and play first base every day and get consistent at bats and uh you know it's just been a it's been a joy to me uh to be given that opportunity so you had a very brief experience in the Frontier League prior to this year, playing <laughs> last year for Rockland. You had three games in Gateway, is that right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, uh, 
it, it's funny, you know, sometimes a guy will go through a, a rough three-game period, and then that's the last you'll, you'll see of them. You've gone through some rough three-game periods this year, and obviously it hasn't affected your, your stats overall, which are, are very good. Uh, but what happened when you got the call from Ron Biga this year? How did you end up with Windy City? And uh, first of all, were you aware of the organization? And secondly, what were your memories of your brief experience in the Frontier League? Um, well, it... <laughs> It's kind of funny thing, like when I was, the whole situation that happened when I was here uh, last year for a brief moment was the the team I was with in the Atlantic League had traded me to Rockford, and as I'm driving out, um, there were these Atlantic, the Atlantic League teams were calling me to come back and play, and at it, it, it my at my stage it was you know it was kind of kind of dumb of me to. Uh, you know, I, I I had a mindset that I wanted to go back and I kind of wanted to prove myself and, and show that I could play in the Atlantic League again. And that was ultimately the reason that I had ended up back there. But um, this year, um, when I got here, it was actually <laughs> it was actually kind of funny. My, my dad was through that whole process was the one that was helping me out um, with, uh, you know, finding the right team. And just from looking at when, uh, at, at that point in the season, you guys were, the team itself, um, was always in one run games and you had great pitching. And it just seemed like, you know, it was like a perfect fit. You need that one bat. And, uh, you know, I actually ended up contacting <laughs> Ron himself actually through email and he's like, heck yeah, we'll bring you on. And, <laughs> you know, ever, ever since that, everything kind of worked out and, you know, it's been nothing but positive since I've been here. It's been a great experience. So you do age out of the Frontier League after this season, so let's look ahead for you going forward to next year or, or even a few years into the future. What comes after this for you? Um, this this offseason, I'm, I'm still uh, hopefully going to be given an opportunity to play next year. Um, I think in the in the further future, um, ideally, I want to I want to try to be a professional hitting coach. Um, you know, I love hitting. I, I love being around the game, especially the, the professional level. Um, but right now, I mean, after having a year like this year, just being being able to play every day and 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 succeeding and everything, it kind of gives me that confidence um, that you know I, I still like playing the game of baseball. Like it's not, it's something I still want to. I still feel like I can compete. And have fun playing. So I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to play um, for the next couple years, and then and then kind of see what happens from that. But uh, you know, like I said, eventually. Um, right now, every the past every off season since I've been 18, since I've been in professional baseball, I give baseball lessons at my dad's. Uh, my dad has a baseball academy in, in Lancaster back home, um, and that's what I do. I, I teach younger kids. I give them, you know, pitching, fielding, hitting lessons, all that stuff. So I'm around the game, whether I'm playing it or, or during the offseason. So that's that's my, my plan and my goal. Hopefully, uh, you know, latch on to another team next year and, and play, you know, play as long as, uh, you know, I'm, I can have that jersey on my back. And then, uh, you know, once that's up, hopefully move on to, you know, being a hitting coach or, you know, wherever the future may lead. Well, I'll keep you here for just a couple of more minutes. We'll move away from baseball for a moment, let anybody listening get to know Austin Gallagher, the man, a little bit better. <laughs> so some of your, your favorite things to do outside the game of baseball, what are your hobbies? What do you like to do on an off day? Uh, <laughs> uh, I love fishing. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's probably my biggest passion. I, I, like, I enjoy fishing and uh, fly fishing in particular. I kind of got myself into that the past two years. Um, uh, anything outside, really. Um, 
on an off day, yeah, I, I actually, I've I've been over to to, to Ron's place <laughs> quite a few times, and we went went bass fishing at at at, uh, at his lake and stuff like that. But uh, you know, I uh, I like to play basketball. I always go to the gym and and fool around before I lift weights, playing playing some hoops. Uh, I have season tickets with the Philadelphia Eagles, like I I had uh, said earlier. So tailgating and you know going to NFL games, that's always you know one of my biggest my biggest hobbies i'd say if i'd say if there's any sport in particular i like watching it's it's nfl football i i really enjoy that and i keep up to date with that um you know other than that not a whole not not too too much um this past year it's kind of funny i my hobbies i i kind of i like i like trying a lot of new things um this past year i picked up yoga so <laughs> i started doing yoga the past the past year um you know, boating, anything out on the water. Like I just, I love the outdoors, camping. Uh, you know, my dog doing stuff with my dog. But uh, yeah, anything outdoors as long as it's uh, not 20 degrees out. <laughs> All right, I'll let you go on this one then. You've been talking about your love of the Philadelphia Eagles. How do you feel about what Chip Kelly's doing with the team? Honestly, it's every year has been something new and exciting and uh you know with all the moves and everything that he's made he's been initially criticized by getting rid of all his talent and everything supposedly but it turns out that the next year every move that he's made has has been a has been a good move and a better move for the organization the team so this year i'm i'm really excited especially after bradford was 10 for 10 i mean that was a good note so there's a lot of question marks and a lot of people like that but i mean he seemed to be making the right moves and you know Hopefully, uh, hopefully it'll be a good, successful year. Well, Austin Gallagher, I'll let you go, but I really do appreciate you spending this time with me. So good luck to you the rest of the way, and of course, uh, to the team as well. All right. Thank you very much, Terry. I had a great time.